This is Triple H on Horror One FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon to you and welcome again to Rotary Matters. Now, this is a program in which we look at some of the many, many worthy causes, projects, and the people who make up the world of Rotary. I'll be telling you more about Rotary in a minute, but uh, first, let me introduce an, an initiative designed to inspire young Australians uh, with a passion for science, and it's called the National Youth Science Forum. Now, the media keep reminding us that Australia faces a shortage of young people willing to pursue study and careers in science, as well as technology, engineering and maths. But to thrive and survive as a country, we must harness our smarts. We must exploit our curiosity, open our minds and take nothing for granted. And that's what scientists do. So today on Rotary Matters, we're going to be meeting two students from um, a local grammar school, Knox Grammar School, who took part in the National Youth Science Forum, uh, the acronym is NYSF. They took part in it in January uh, this year. Now normally it's a one-week residential course on a tertiary campus, but for obvious reasons that model wasn't possible this year. The students, however, still got a lot from the process. So we're going to be meeting a graduate from two, from two years ago, now studying medicine, a teacher from Knox, and also Sue Owen, who coordinates the youth programs sponsored by uh, Warringah Rotary Club, including their support for the NYSF. So the National Youth Science Forum inspires young Australians to value science, technology, engineering and maths, and its importance to our communities. Look, I'm sure you're going to enjoy hearing what it's all about, how it's organised, and the experience enjoyed by the students, so please stay tuned. This is Ian Stewart on Triple H, 100.1 FM, and the programme is Rotary Matters. Now, just in case you haven't heard us before, the idea of this weekly programme is to bring you an interview to explain and provide insight into a specific Rotary cause or project. Now, we call it Rotary Matters, because, as you're going to find out, Rotary impacts many lives locally and around the world. So, each week on our programme, we might be hearing from an Australian organising, shall we say, a mobile leprosy clinic in India, or an Australian building a school in Nepal. Closer to home, we might look at Rotarians funding insulin pumps for disadvantaged children. They could be hosting an overseas student, removing graffiti, or in running a shelter for women who have suffered domestic violence. So let me give you a refresher about Rotary um, internationally. It's a worldwide group. It's set up 110 years ago. And the core idea is to foster the concept of service above self. Around the world, there are 1.2 million members and 36,000 Rotary clubs in 220 countries, so it's pretty big. Here in Australia, we've got 25,000 Rotarians. Now, most Rotary groups meet once a week in person or sometimes virtually, or sometimes it's a hybrid of the two and they devote their time to making the world a better place. And the issues that concern Rotarians are things like fighting disease, such as malaria and polio, the provision of clean water, sanitation and hygiene. They want to save mothers and children. They want to support education. They want to grow local economies, promote peace, and increasingly to support the environment. So as I said a few months ago, we're talking today about the National Youth Science Forum, a Rotary initiative introducing the importance of science as a career and its significance to Australian prosperity. We're going to be meeting three students who have taken part in NYSF. 
their teacher, and Sue Owen, who coordinates this activity on behalf of Warunga Rotary Club. So please don't go away. Stay tuned because I'll be back soon. This is Ian Stewart. You're on Triple H 100.1 FM and the programme is Rotary Matters. Now in a moment I'll be running an interview that I conducted with James Sung, Xavier Knight, who are two students at um, Knox Grammar School, a past a participant in the National Science Forum, Wei Wei Yap, Helen Clark, uh, a teacher from Knox, and also Sue Owen uh, from Warunga Rotary Club. And um, we begin uh, this conversation, which I recorded by Zoom, uh, discussing this with Sue Owen. Sue Owen, would you kindly begin by telling us a little bit about the National Youth Science Forum, uh, what it is, why we need it, how did it all begin? Well, the National Youth Science Forum is a non-for-profit uh, organisation that runs a number of residential programmes to encourage young people uh, in their passion for science. Uh, it was first formed in 1984 as the National Science Summer School and was a Rotary Youth Project. It is now run Australia-wide. The, the program which we are discussing today is usually a week-long residential summer school and is for students just entering their final year of high school. So normally, when, normally, normally it's a residential week. Um, this time it's a residential in week. 2020, for obvious reasons, it wasn't. And we'll be coming back later in the program to meet two of the students who took part in, in it this year. But, but we also have with us uh, YY, who's going to tell us what it was like when she did it a couple of year, years ago in person. Sorry, Sue, back to you. So why does the country, why does the country need an NYSF? Well, when the NYSF was established, it was at a low period for the study of science and, and science-related subjects in Australia. The term STEM for science, technology, engineering and mathematics wasn't used at that time. The National Youth Science Forum was devised as a method of encouraging the study of STEM subjects in high school students around Australia. Okay, high school students. Um, so who actually attends it exactly? Year 12 students, students just going into year 12. Right, right. And how are they selected to attend the um, National Youth Science Forum? Well, it's the selection process is, is run through the various Rotary Clubs in, in the Rotary districts around Australia. So Rotary divides Australia and the world into districts, not countries. Some districts cover more than one country. And in our particular district, which stretches from Sydney Harbour up to the Blue Mountains and the Central Coast, there are roughly 70 clubs. So each club uh, seeks applicants, they interview applicants and they choose applicants and then they submit those applications and then there's a district team for our district, which is 9685, who go through the applications and if there's any necessity to cull applicants, they, they do so. So they have the final say in who goes through to the final camp. So, Sue Owen, you're a past president of the uh, Rotary Club of Warunga here on the upper north shore of Sydney. Your club has been involved in this program for some time? Yes, for many years. I've personally been looking after the program for the last three years and during that time we've sent nine students to the National Youth Science Forum, sponsored nine students. As it happens, seven of those were girls. Uh, so this year, we, as we had two such very intelligent and wonderful young male candidates, uh, we decided to, we should um, even the balance a little bit. 
So, Sue, so they're listening in, you know. They're on this. I know Zoom. that. They're on the <laughs> and they're Zoom. smiling at me. <laughs> they're on this Zoom call, too. <laughs> so, traditionally, it, the National Science Forum is conducted on a, camp, on a campus. Which universities have traditionally been used for this? Well, it depends which state you're in, but from New South Wales, uh, we've uh, normally been going to the ANU or, either, or the University of Queensland. Okay. Um, and uh, Rotary, where exactly does Rotary fit into this jigsaw? Well, Rotary was the, was the founding mover for the National Youth Science Forum. Uh, it champions the programs. It runs the student selection procedure. Uh, and uh, Rotarians volunteer roughly 20,000 man hours per annum in running the program, as well as giving financial support to the students and, and the program itself. So if a student wants to take part, um, roughly what sort of cost um, are they up for? It depends on the wealth of the Rotary Club in their area and the, and the amount that they are able to, to sponsor them. Uh, when we were having the residential courses, the courses cost $3,250 per person. I'm not sure about what happened this year because, uh, of course, the residential course had to be cancelled. So the Rotary Club of Warunga has normally been sponsoring half the cost. Half the cost this year, because of money, tightness of fundraising monies, we had to reduce that to $1,000 per student. And the students' parents then are looked for for the balance of the fee. In a moment um, on Rotary Matters, we'll be talking to um, some of the students who have taken part in the National Youth Science Forum. But Sue Owen, just one final comment from you. Although it's the National Youth Science Forum, there is more than science being discussed and um, explained at the forum. Uh, the idea is it not to expose the students to a wider range of disciplines that might help them with their later life. Yes, I, I think you'll have to ask the students more about that because they've had the benefit of attending and I haven't. But I do know that uh, two communications workshops were held this year, uh, which were run to instruct the students on how to communicate their love of their subject and their expertise. In other words, how to engage the unengaged, I've heard it said, in their work. Also to awaken the students to the fact that as specialists of the future in their areas of study, It'll be necessary for them to be able to communicate effectively their knowledge so as to be able to play a role in policy making. And I think um, at no time has there been more, has it been more evident during the last 12 months that we need experts. And how, how many of us knew that we had so many expert epidemiologists in Australia as we now find we had at the end of exactly. 2020? Exactly. Well, Sue, thank you for that background. It is a fantastic program, and I'm deeply envious of those people who've been able to take part. Now, with us today on this call, we have from um, Knox Grammar School in Warunga, Helen Clark. Helen, um, your responsibility at the school is? Um, I'm head of um, diversity, justice and sustainability, which means uh, any of the service projects, any of the justice programs, anything to do with Aboriginal communities and diversity and the environment comes under my umbrella. A big, a big job, a very big job. 
wonderful job. <laughs> so um, when, when did Knox uh, get involved in um, the National Youth Science Forum? Um, I think it's been quite a few years. Who could? I'm not sure of that history, but I know since um, I've been part of the Wilga Rotary for 11 years now, and I used to hear about this and um, often um, students would nominate. Um, and about oh, five years ago, I... Um, I was I was in a meeting and they said, "Oh, we we need these. We are taking applicants." And uh, we had a, a student here called Vinay Kumar, and I think this is right up his alley. And he he went and he loved it. And so since then, I've made sure that each year we had candidates that would be um, suitable and also get something really positive and dynamic out of the experience. So, so what are you looking for in your students? Um, to, to nominate people who may be able to benefit uh, best of all from the National Science Forum? Um, mainly a commitment to their studies, a commitment to thinking more broadly and, and passionate about science and passionate about the diversity that science can offer in the modern world, not just, you know, too much of book learning, too much of I need this to get an ATAR, but to really look at science in a dynamic way and to contribute to the future. And all the other entrepreneurship and the presentation skills go with that because they learn that on the weekend. So it's a learning experience, but also it's a big challenge to what they're already passionate about. So does every student at Knox have to undertake some science subjects? I think so, yes. Oh, seven, seven, seven to seven, ten. Seven, seven yeah. to ten. I'm referring to the boys. Year 11 and 12, they specialise into earth and environmental science, physics, chemistry, and is that, there was biology. A, biology. Yeah. So okay. there's those. Um, and then, um, but I, uh, the process that I use is that I talk to the head of academy who knows the boys personally as well as um, their academic achievements and their passions and then also the head of science and say, all right, well, there's many candidates here. And the boys were saying there were other boys here that would have loved the opportunity, but who came forward and who was nominated to have these particular passions and interests that would really benefit from the breadth of the, the program. And, of course, they become ambassadors, do they not, for Knox? And that's what I was just saying to them. I also work in the boarding program and uh, we have what's called whole-of-life programs, which is also, it's it's not about, it's about life skills, but it's also setting them up for the future in study and work. And I'll say to the boys, I'd like them to present to the senior boarders so they know about these opportunities in, in Rotary. They know about this program and to put their, their hand up to participate in the future. So, as I mentioned earlier, we've been discussing the National Youth Science Forum. And um, I interviewed two students, three students, uh, a teacher and the coordinator for Warunga Rotary. And uh, we rejoined that conversation, which I recorded by Zoom. Yeah. So let's move now to YY, YAP. Why? Um, Why? Thank you for waiting patiently. Um, I know you're very busy. You've got studies to do. Um, but you attended the NYSF uh, two years ago. Is that correct? Yes, I attended NYSF in 2019 um, in Brisbane. So I was part of session B, and I stayed in Emmanuel College in like the University of Queensland. Also, apologies, Ian. Um, my name's pronounced Weiwei. I'm so sorry, Weiwei. I beg your pardon. Thank you. <laughs> <I'll> never... <laughs> Um, so you attended a couple of years ago, but this, of course, was live at the campus along with a um, hundred other students, was it, from around the country? Yeah. Um, I think slightly more. I'm not entirely sure of numbers, but like 200 or so. So it was a lot of people. 
Okay. So for you, what were the highlights of the time that you spent in, at the University of Queensland attending the National Youth Science Forum? Um, probably what the like, things I got to attend. Yeah. Um, so I visited at the Queensland University of Technology. Um, they're like optometry kind of used to develop it, which is really interesting to me. So the, the format of the week um, there are visits, technical visits. There are lectures as well. Do any of the talks uh, stand out? Are they memorable that you can recall? Um, there were a couple of talks just on different like science fields. But in terms of that, I generally remember like times where I could be more intimate, like talking to perhaps the lecturers. Like we had something called speed dating, where people from different professions came in and we were able to just jump around and talk to them. And I found because you were able to talk about your interests that was more memorable to me excellent and um you made friends during the period did you make uh, new friends during the nysf yeah yes i I made a lot of friends so i remember being super nervous just because um i was worried about being bus lagged if that was a word because we took a bus up from sydney to brisbane but we like i made a lot of friends not only during the bus trip itself but as soon as i got there just meeting new people getting to know them doing activities together. So what would you consider to have been the main uh, benefits from attending NYSF that you've brought back with you? Um, I guess the main benefits are not really learning how to socialise, but becoming more confident because NYSF kind of like puts you in situations where you get to be outgoing. We have a lot of like chants that we learn that we just like say amongst each other and also just getting to network. So really getting to know people I'm currently um, doing medicine at UNSW and I'm still meeting people in my degree that did NYSF and we have that common connection with each other, which is really great. So had you already decided that medicine is where your career lies or did the NYSF influence uh, your choice of medicine as a discipline to pursue? Um, So when I was at NYSF, I was part of Mozakani, which was an engineering group. So I wasn't in the medicine group per se. And I already kind of knew I wanted to do medicine. But what NYSF was really good for was kind of establishing like the wide field of choices that I had to go into once I went into medicine. As I mentioned, like optometry, which isn't precisely medicine, but like kind of related to a branch of it, um, was something that interested me. It just helped me understand the field a lot more. But I also knew a lot of my friends that went to NYSF decide for sure that this was the career they wanted to go into. So uh, do you see yourself going into optometry when you've finished your studies? I definitely see it as like a career option for me, like ophthalmology, which is the medicine branch, closely related. Um, It was something that was really interesting to me. And I plan to look into it further, but my degree is a long one, six years. So I have a lot of time to like kind of work things out and see if that's where I want to go. Good, good. So you're in your second year at the University of New South Wales and you've got another four years to go. (laughs) Good. Well, it's interesting for us all to to hear that NYSF did influence your thinking and introduce you to some ideas and possible career avenues to pursue. Last word from you, um, Weiwei. What would you say to anybody who's contemplating taking part in NYSF 2022? I definitely recommend it. It's really fun. Um, I can't really speak for like online. I'm sure that was great as well. And I'm not sure if like this year will be online or in person. But you'll make lots of friends, like you'll meet people who you'll see later on in your life. And it's a great opportunity to learn. And if you're unsure about like 
what aspect of science or engineering or medicine you want to go to. It's great for that. Or just to like try out something new and see if you like that. Okay. And, and Sue Owen, I understand you've issued an invitation to Weiwei to uh, speak at your Rotary Club to talk to your members about her experience. Is that correct? Yes, that's that's correct. That's correct. We'd love... Um, Weiwei spoke to us and, and the boys will come and speak to us as well in April. Uh, that's part of that's part of the deal um, because it gives them a chance to to put into practice what they what they've learned and uh, and, and tell uh, the Rotarians in the club you know just exactly how they feel uh, they benefited from the camp. Excellent. Thank you. So talking about the boys who've been sitting patiently along with Helen Clark at Knox, welcome to James and to Xavier. So let me ask uh, firstly, James, how did you become aware of the NYSF? So basically, as Ms. Clark said, we got contacted by our head of science and she just basically outlined what the camp was and we researched it and we just found we were interested and we just signed up. Yeah. And, and Xavier, that and was then, the same um, for you? Yeah, it was the same for me. Okay, good. So you became aware of it through the school and clearly by the sounds of it, Mrs. Clark was looking for people with potential uh, to make the most of the NYSF. So you obviously ticked those boxes very well indeed. Um, so what was the application process uh, once um, you decided you'd like to do it? Um, so we had to do an online application where we wrote about uh, what our passions in STEM were and um, our interests, uh, not, just, not just in science, but uh, just in general and um, things like that. And then we had to write uh, about where we thought um, STEM would go in the future and things like that. And then after these written applications, we had an interview uh, with our Rotary where it was mainly talking about like our passions within STEM and what specific STEM fields most interested us. So for myself, that was um, engineering, specifically biomedical engineering. And for James, it was... Oh, for me, um, I've always... Uh, it's been a dream, dream of mine to be a medical student, but um, since I started the HSC award, I've also been interested in physics as well. So yeah, I think I talked about those two things, and yeah, I was able to develop those passions in the NYSO when I got it. Good, good, good. So, so this year, for COVID reasons, it wasn't able to be conducted in the live physical way that Weiwei explained on a campus at a university. So how was it managed, and how did it take how did it take place? So. It was basically held over a series of Zoom meetings every day. And we had this like application that we could log into and there were a bunch of sessions. Sometimes we could choose which sessions we, we could go to. And sometimes there were just group sessions for everyone. So we would just log into those sessions and just listen. And there was also Google Docs for like everyone to take notes as well. So there were some formal lectures throughout the course of the week? Yeah, so... Mostly it was um, the lectures and then there were also some special lectures. So you could choose which one's most interesting to you. Right. And also some days we had, we had some interest group meetups, which was basically we got placed in a group with people with our same interests. So for me, that was physics, for Xavier was engineering. And yeah, we just basically talked about what we, what we learned through the day and just got to know everyone else. And any, any outstanding speakers or presenters that you can recall? Well, there was one, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the Proton Collider. Oh, the um, Large Hadron Collider. Hadron Collider. It was um, really, really interesting because there were so many uses for it and um, the physics all sounded really, really complicated, but something like that was super interesting. And the person giving the presentation, uh, we, we asked him, not us two, but the collective asked him some pretty interesting questions related to dark matter and this whole concept of negative mass, things which 
I'd never even really understood at all before, but to hear him talk about it was is really fascinating. Yeah. Um, one this was an Australian, like, Australian speaker or somebody from overseas? He was um, American, but he was at the, um, he was in Switzerland. I think he lived in Australia for a couple of years for university. Right. And then he went to um, Switzerland to study there or to work there. And did you have um, a, a scientist from Western Australia who had involved in the discovery of the Helicobacter pylori, uh, Dr. Marshall? Yeah, so Barry Marshall. Barry Marshall. Yeah. So uh, he was one of the first presentations. And um, what he, I thought his, industry, uh, his story was really interesting. What he did was sort of, he got his, um, he got the um, bacteria and sort of drank a solution of it. Well, obviously he told us not to do it. But yeah, so just to prove that he was right, he sort of did it because there were some restrictions on his research. So yeah, he got to do that and he just basically talked to us sort of more about the research process and also about what he did in general. So that was really interesting just to like see a Nobel laureate like talk about his research. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is fantastic to, to have um, Nobel laureates um, uh, yeah. able to speak to you about that, that topic. And so, Sue, this is a terrific credit to NYSF that it gets presenters of, uh, of that standard. And, of course, in the case of Dr Marshall, I mean, it's one of Australia's great success stories internationally um, to do with um, gastrointestinal matters. So, of course, being held by Zoom, it had a different feel to the one that Weiwei experienced. Do you think there were any benefits in holding it uh, by Zoom as opposed to in person? I think the best benefit for, I mean, it was standout, you wouldn't get it in other years, was especially those days where you got to choose lectures. There were a couple on at the same time, and there were definitely days where there were two or three that I'd love to watch, but they were all running at the same time. All of the lectures were pre-recorded, so even now we might be able to go back and re-watch some of those lectures, and just the fact that you could really, you know, it was any time, it wasn't like if you missed it, you missed it, you can go back and watch it. I think that was probably the best thing about Zoom. So you you mentioned your career intentions a few moments ago. Um, has NYSF clarified or solidified any of your thinking? Has it have you um, narrowed down where you might uh, ultimately like to work or the study that you might like to undertake at a tertiary level? I think there were a couple of things I learned. Firstly, um, there was a big focus on how sort of the scientific um, world collided with sort of the political and legal world as well. So just like how science could be implemented in everyday life. And that's sort of like, I, I found that really interesting because my dad, he's a, he's an electrical engineer at CSIRO. And I never really understood what he did. And now I sort of understand that his science has sort of real implications. So yeah, um, I think definitely now research is something I'm more passionate about. So it's a bit different from what I intentionally had, but um. Yeah, that sort of um, sort of redirected me, and also um, also found some more um, information about rotaries as well. So initially going in, I didn't really know, but um, I just I discussed it with Miss Miss Clark as well, and she basically informed me that you know rotaries also have um, you know other programs such as the Rotaract um, Peace Scholarship. And basically, you know, just the whole experience allowed me to gain an understanding of both like the tertiary process and also what I want to go into later on. Good. Yeah. Well, look, congratulations to you. Ms. Clark chose very well in sending you two very able boys along to NYSF. <laughs> We're talking with James Sung and Xavier Knight, students at um, not embarking on year 12. Um, on behalf of the program, I'd like to wish you boys every success in the future. We're going to be in very good hands um, in the STEM world as time goes by. And Weiwei, thank you very much for sharing your experience with us 
on uh, NYSF a couple of years ago. And good luck with your studies. And, we'll, and if I need an optometrist in a few, few years' time, I'll be sure to look you up. Okay. Thank you very much. I think Sue's maybe had to leave us now, but um, if she's still listening, Sue, thank you very much for organising all of this. And um, I, I wish you all very best of success.